Hey listeners, welcome to UPSC Happy Hour with me, your host Archana. This episode is about making of Indian Constitution after the announcement of Indian Independence Act 1947. In the previous episodes, we learned about how the Constitution was evolved right from Regulating Act 1773 to Indian Independence Act 1947. Now, it was in 1934 that the idea of Constituent Assembly for India was put forward, you know, first time by Mr. M. N. Roy. who was a, a you know a very big pioneer of communist movement in india in 1935 the indian national congress also for the first time you know officially demanded a constituent assembly to frame the constitution of india if you remember government of india act 1935 also was there so post that inc has demanded for you know the constituent uh, constituent assembly to frame the constitution of india the then then uh, india okay british india in 1938 Jawaharlal Nehru on behalf of INC he further declared that the constitution of free india must be framed without outside interference by a constituent assembly elected on the basis of adult franchise adult franchise means voting based on the voting so those members who are uh, elected by voting those people need to be part of the constituent assembly such kind of a constituent assembly only must frame the constitution of india this is what was stated by Jawaharlal Nehru the demand was finally you know accepted in principle by the british government uh, as known as august of 1940 please remember this very 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 important what is august of 1940 it is about accepting the concept of constituent assembly by the british government and in 1942 sir stafford cripps a member of the cabinet came to india with a draft proposal of the british india on framing up the independent constitution and independent constitution to be adopted after world war 2 we know that we helped even in world war 1 as well as world war 2 and the crips proposal was rejected by the muslim league they don't want it to be together which wanted india we the whole world knows this fact that the muslim league wanted india to be divided into two autonomous states with two separate constituent assemblies so though initially there was a proposal of a single constituent assembly muslim league was not ready for this they wanted two separate constituent assemblies and finally a cabinet mission was sent to india while it rejected so this cabinet you know cabinet mission rejected the idea of uh, you know the two constituent assemblies and it has come up with a new scheme for constituent assembly which more or less satisfied for the muslim league so though initially it was only single uh, constituent assembly proposed by mn roy or it can be inc or it can be even jawaharlal nehru but muslim league was against uh, this uh, you know single constituent assembly they want two separate constituent assemblies but uh, cabinet mission it has rejected the idea of this two two constituent assemblies and it has uh, settled down the matter only with single constituent assembly which was not you know the muslim league was not so happy with that decision now what is this constituent assembly what all uh, what is the composition of this constituent assembly in this constituent assembly was uh, set up in november 1946 uh, based upon the cabinet mission plan only okay and the important features of this uh, cabinet mission plan are the total strength of the constituent assembly was 389 out of which 296 seats would be allotted to the british india and 93 seats would be allotted to principal princely states you know the princes 
kingdoms. Out of 296 seats allotted to the British India, 292 members were further uh, drawn from the 11 governor provinces and 4 from the chief commissioner provinces, one from each. For more reference, you can check uh, Lakshmi Khan textbook uh, uh, where you will have uh, union and the territory. You will have a separate chart of A, B, C, D uh, composition of the states. Then you will understand what is this 11 governor provinces and chief commissioner provinces. Anyways, I will discuss also. And also, the second feature is each province and principal state were to be allotted seats in proportion of their respective population. Based on their population only, the seats would be allocated. That is a common thing. Even we have the same thing today also, the same rule. Roughly one seat was to be allotted for every million population. This was the idea. And also, whatever the seats are allocated to each British province were further divided among three principal communities. You remember we had separate electorates, right? So communal electorates were there, right? So the seats were divided to Muslims, six, and as well as general people. General people means those who are not Muslims and six in proportion to their population. Again, same in proportion to the population. And the representatives of each community were be elected by the members of that community in the provincial legislative assembly and voting was to be done by the method of please remember proportional representation by means of single transferable vote like whatever aaj hum jo bhi vote kar rahe hain, whatever the vote we are doing it today in the same way you know the single transferable vote to be given uh, uh, in those days itself it was the same voting kind and the representatives of the principal states were to be nominated by the heads of the uh, princely states. Uh, nomination will be done rather than the election in the princely states. Uh, it would be nominated by the head of the princely states. So, by seeing this composition of the constituent assembly, it is very clear that the constituent assembly was partly elected and partly nominated. Moreover, the members were to be indirectly elected by the members of the provincial assemblies. Uh, who themselves are elected on the basis of limited franchisees. So, uh, you know, there was no direct election to the members of the Constituent Assembly. They would be elected by the members who are from the Provincial Assemblies and the members of the Provincial Assemblies were elected by limited franchisee. And these, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, based upon this uh, uh, proposal and the plan, the elections to the Constituent Assembly were held in July, August 1946 uh, and Indian National Congress has won 208 seats and Muslim League has won 73 seats and small other groups and independents won around 15 seats, the remaining 15 seats. However, whatever the 93 seats were allotted to the princely states were not filled as they decided to stay away from the constituent assembly. They were not ready to be part of this constituent assembly. And though the constituent assembly was not directly elected by the people of you on the basis of adult franchisee, the assembly which was elected, you know, comprised representatives of all the sections of the society. There is no misrepresentation. Uh, Everyone were represented uh, like Hindus, Muslims, Sikhs, Parsis, Anglo-Indians, Indian Christians were there, SCSTs, women of all sections and also the important personalities of India at the time except Mahatma Gandhi. Okay, so except Mahatma Gandhi, all other important personalities uh, were elected to the assemblies. So this is what is about the making of the constituent assembly. Now how, what is the working style of this constituent assembly? How it worked? This constituent assembly, after the elections, 
held its first meeting on December 9th 1946 you have to remember the timeline remember in the sense is you need not mug up but just you need to follow the timeline okay so elections hua hai august uh, uh, you know august uh, july august 1946 mein hua hai the results were announced and from december the on december 9th 1946 the assembly got uh, they met and the muslim league which was dissatisfied right from the beginning boycotted the meeting and uh, it started uh, demanding and insisting on a separate state of pakistan okay but this meeting was uh, though it was uh, boycotted by muslim uh, league meeting the meeting was attended by only 211 members and uh, sachidananda sinha please remember he is the oldest member oldest member okay sachidananda sinha he was the oldest member was elected as a temporary president of the assembly following the french practice and later dr rajendra prasad was elected as the president of assembly similarly you know hc mukherjee and vt krishnamachari were elected as the vice presidents of the assembly in the other words you know the assembly had two vice presidents this is what you have to understand and what are the objectives of the objectives resolution no what what they discussed in this meeting you know basically in this meeting uh, they discussed about objectives resolution on december 13 1946 uh, very very important this objective resolution is very 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 important you will learn about this objective re- uh, resolution in the coming lessons also because uh, this objective resolution is uh, majorly it has laid down all the fundamentals and philosophies for the constitutional structure like how a constitution need to be that kind of a structure and overview or an idea everything was uh, given by this objectives resolution so it is very very important please remember this was passed on december 13th 1946 by jawaharlal nehru known as objectives resolution in the assembly and the constituent assembly this objective resolution declares or reads as the constitution assembly declares its firm and solemn resolve to proclaim india as an independent sovereign republic and to draw up her future governance a constitution so this is what the the power of the constitutional assembly and this constitutional assembly is uh, uh, is you know it's claiming india as an independent sovereign republic these words again you will find out in the constitution and the preamble as well wherein the territories that now comprise british india the territories that now form the indian states and such other parts of india as are outside india and the states as well as other territories are our, as are willing to be constituted into independent sovereign india shall be union of them so whoever want to be part of india it can be within india or outside india everything will be called as union this is what is its states and the third point is wherein the such ter- territories whether with their present boundaries or with such others as may be determined by the constituent assembly and thereafter according to the law of the constitution shall possess and retain the status of autonomous units together with residue powers and exercises all powers and functions of the government and administration safe and except such powers and functions are as are vested in or assigned to the union or as are inherent or implied in the union or resulting there from so the second the third point is continuance of this uh, second point that whoever want to join india yes they can be part of india but they would be called as union of india and uh, whatever the territories joined india they would be again carved into units which is nothing but the states itself and they would be given powers they will have all the powers to function 
एक्सेप्ट दोज पावर्स विच वर गिवन एंड दर्ज अड्यू पावर्स सो यूनियन के लिए जितना भी पावर्स है अपार्ट फ्रॉम दैट द स्टेट विल हैव फंक्शन एंड रेसिड्यूरी पावर्स अपार्ट फ्रॉम द रेसिड्यूरी पावर्स वॉट आर द पावर्स आर लेफ्ट ओवर वुड बी गिवन टू द स्टेट्स एंड दे नीड टू फंक्शन दिस इज वॉट इज द थर्ड पॉइंट एंड वेर इन ऑल द पावर एंड अथॉरिटी ऑफ द सॉवरन इंडिपेंडेंट इंडिया इट कॉन्स्टेंट पार्ट्स एंड ऑर्गन्स ऑफ द गवर्नमेंट आर डिराइव फ्रॉम द पीपल सो दिस कॉन्स्टेंट दिस ऑब्जेक्टिव रेजोल्यूशन स्टेटेड दैट द पावर ऑफ द गवर्नमेंट लाइज विद द पीपल ओनली विच रिप्रेजेंट्स डेमोक्रेसी एंड वेर इन शेल बी गारंटीड एंड सिक्योर टू ऑल पीपल ऑफ इंडिया जस्टिस सोशल इकोनॉमिक एंड पोलिटिकल इक्वालिटी ऑफ स्टेटस ऑफ अपॉर्चुनिटी एंड बिफोर द लॉ फ्रीडम ऑफ थाट expression belief faith worship vocation association and action subject to law and public morality so these are the keywords very very important keywords which were used in the objective resolution which will be later used in preamble and with these points are the main you know uh, main genesis for uh, uh, structuring indian constitution which we will understand in the later lessons you can see that these words are been used in the objective resolution that is justice you know equality of status of opportunity and equality before law all this have derived uh, you know uh, become the main fundamentals for constitutional setup wherein adequate safeguards shall be provided for minorities backward and tribal areas and depressed and other backward classes this is also mentioned in objective resolution whereby shall be maintained the integrity of the territory of the republic and its sovereign rights on land sea and air according to justice and the law of civilized nations so the objective resolution is also saying that we shall maintain the integrity of the country and also the sovereign rights means we will be sovereign no longer we are dependent on any other country we would be independent maintaining the rights on land sea and air according to the law of civilized nations and natural justice as well also the last uh, resolution the last point of the objective resolution is the ancient land attains its rightful and honored place in the world and makes it full and willingly contribution to the promotion a uh, promotion of world peace and the welfare of the mankind so the objective resolution also says that we would be working towards the promotion of world peace and the welfare of the mankind that's the reason you see indian foreign policy is been extended with warmth not by wars we we prefer to settle down the word, the matters by words rather than the wars you can see the genesis over there that we are working for the promotion of the world peace now this resolution this objective resolution was unanimously adopted by the constituent assembly on jan 22 1947 it influenced the shaping of the constitution like how it need to be at various stages and this objective resolution modified version only helps us to form the preamble of indian constitution as i told that this is the main genesis for the formation of indian constitution you will find out whatever the words are been mentioned in the objective resolution you'll find them again in the preamble of indian constitution which we will discuss in the later episodes right now so we all knew that the indian independence act was formed in 1947 and uh, with this indian independence act there were quite some changes you know imparted in the constituent assembly initially though uh, you know the princely states the representative of princely state stayed away from the constituent assembly later they joined it and if you remember the representative of the princely states uh, you might think madam what about the election and all no there was no election because it was purely nominated positions right the princely states the representative of the princely states were nominated right so they could join later 
on april 28 1947 the representative of six states were part of the assembly after you know uh, assembly and after the acceptance of mountbatten plan of june 3 1947 for the partition of india the representatives of most of the other princely states also came and took part their seats in assembly this is what you need to understand initially only six states uh, participated in the constituent assembly but but the mountbatten plan which was announced on Jan- uh, on june 3 1947 made the other princes also to come and take part in the assembly because uh, mountbatten plan has uh, given a point that uh, you can either be part of indian dominion or pakistan dominion or independent with that many princes have taken many princely states have taken the decision to be part of indian union that's how they have joined their seats in the assembly the members of the muslim league however uh, you know from the indian dominion also entered the assembly though they demanded for separate pakistan some of them they uh, they prefer to stay back in indian dominion and they have entered the assembly on a whole uh, you know the indian independence act 1947 has bring up three major changes in the assembly the assembly was now completely made a fully sovereign body which could frame any constitution it pleased the act empowered the assembly to uh, abrogate or alter any law made by the british parliament in relation to india and the assembly also became a legislative body in the other words two separate functions were assigned to the assembly constituent assembly that is one side they need to make the constitution for free india and also making ordinary laws for the country so these two tasks to be completed parallelly these two tasks were to be performed on separate days you know thus the uh, constituent assembly became the first parliament of free india please understand this is the first uh, the first parliament of free india wherever the assembly whenever the assembly meet uh, met as a constituent body it was chaired by dr rajendra prasad and whenever it met as a legislative body it was chaired by gv mavalkar so please remember the constituent assembly had two functions one side they need to make the constitution the other side they need to frame up the general laws these two functions were done on alternative days and whenever the assembly was meeting as a constitutional assembly uh, rajendra prasad rajendra prasad dr rajendra prasad he was the uh, chair he was the chairman and whenever the assembly met for uh, framing up the general laws it was uh, chaired by gv mavalkar very important points and these two functions were continued till november 26 1949 once uh, uh, why uh, up to only november 26 1949 is because on november 26 1949 we adopted the constitution once the constitution was uh, adopted uh, once constitution was signed i'm sorry not adopted it was signed on november 26 1949 there the major task of the constituent assembly of setting up of setting up the indian constitution was completed and the muslim league members who were hailing even from the pakistan they withdrew from the constituent assembly from india okay because uh, the constitution is framed now they went back they left the place left of the place in the sense they left their position in the constituent assembly consequently the total strength uh, you know has come down uh, uh, to 299 which was originally fixed to 389 in 1946 under the cabinet mission plan and also the strength of the indian provinces was reduced from 296 to 299 and those of the princely states from 93 to 70 and uh, the state wise membership also will be discussed and uh, there is a decrease with the you know with the cabinet mission plan there is a decrease in the members of the constituent assembly 
apart from you know enacting uh, the general law and also framing up the constitution the constituent assembly did had other major functions also it ratified the india's membership of commonwealth in may 1949 it adopted it adopted the national flag on july 22nd 1946 of 1947 very very important bits it adopted the constitutional uh, assembly adopted the national anthem on january 24th 1950 and it adopted the national song on jan 24th 1950 and also this constituent assembly has elected dr rajendra prasad as the first president of india on jan 24th 1950 in all the constituent assembly had 11 session in this 2 years 11 months and 18 days the constitution makers had gone through the constitution of about 60 countries which we will learn in the next lesson we have seen we have gone through various countries constitution picked up the various features and drafted our own constitution for one for within 114 days and the total expenditure which costed to the make the constitution was only 64 lakhs on jan 24 1950 the constitutional assembly held its final session you know uh, it it's going to be end because jan 26 1950 we had indian independence day from that day onwards we declared india as republic so up to 19 uh, up to 1950 jan 24 the constitutional assembly functioned its final session it however did not end and continued as a provincial parliament of india from jan 26 1950 till the formation of new parliament after the first general elections which happened in 1951-52 so the constituent assembly which was elected which got assembled on january on december 1946 continued its legacy until you know uh, first general elections in india which happened in 1951 till that time it was doing all the required actions by framing the constitution enacting general laws and also even adopting national flag national anthem national song and also electing dr rajendra prasad as the first president of india now under this constituent assemblies we do have major committees we have committees uh, to perform different tasks of the constitutional making we know that constitutional assembly has performed you know the constitution making to do the constitutional making we need you know committees also likewise we had eight major committees and there were even the minor committees also which would be discussed in the next episode so stay tuned keep listening to upsc happy hour with me your host archana signing off jai hind hey listeners Welcome to UPSC Happy Hour with me your host Archana. In this episode we are going to learn about committees of constituent assembly. In the previous episode we understood what is constituent assembly, how is it formed, what are the various functions of constituent assembly and also about uh, how much duration, what is the duration of making the constitution. In continuance to that we need to understand that there are many constituent assembly oh sorry there are many committees that have been appointed as part of this constituent assembly to deal with different tasks so it is not possible for a single person or a group of 10 people to do all the tasks for the task division number of committees are been appointed <clears throat> especially constitutional making and even other general legislations so we need to learn about those committees 
out of this committees out of this committees eight committees were major committees within the constituent assembly and the rest all committees were minor committees so let's look out what are the major committees and their chairman as well as i told you there are eight major committees the first one is union powers committee chair chairman by or chairperson by jawalal nehru second one is union constitution committee again under the chairmanship of jawalal nehru sardar patel was the chairman of provincial constitutional committee dr b r ambedkar we all knew he is the chairman of drafting committee and also an advisory committee on fundamental rights minorities tribal and excluded areas were set up under the chairmanship of sardar patel this committee you know this advisory committee is further divided into five committees five sub committees fundamental rights sub committee under the chairmanship of jb jb kripalani minority sub committee under the chairmanship of hc mukherjee northeast frontier tribal areas and assam excluded partially uh, areas committee sub committee is under the leadership of gopinath bardoli excluded and partially excluded areas other than assam committee we have under the chairmanship of av thakar also the northwest frontier tribal areas sub committee was also set up right now these are the uh, five sub committees within the fifth major committee the sixth major committee is uh, set up under the leadership of or the chairmanship of dr rajendra prasad called as rules of procedure committee again jawalal nehru is uh, uh, being the chairman of uh, one more committee called uh, called as states committee which would be actually negotiating with the states that's the reason in the next lesson you will come across you know uh, uh, jvb committee regarding the state reorganizations and all how the uh, first state first linguistic states have been carved out there you will see the role of jawalal nehru because he is actually the chairman of states committee and also dr rajendra prasad the last major committee is uh, set up under the chairmanship of dr rajendra prasad called as steering committee now apart this major committees we do have so many minority committees on a whole we have 13 minority committees which i would mention in a quick manner you have finance and staff committee under dr rajendra prasad alladi krishna swami ayyo who headed credential committee b pattabhi sitaramayya who headed house house committee dr k m munshi chairman of uh, order of business committee ad hoc committee on national flag under the chairmanship of dr rajendra prasad committee on the functions of the constituent assembly we have g v mavalkar ad hoc committee on the supreme court we have under the chairmanship of s varadachari and please remember s varadachari is not an assembly member still he was made as the chairman and committee on the chief election commissioner provinces which is under the leadership of b pattabhi sitaramayya pattabhi sitaramayya that is the reason uh, jawalal nehru vallabhai patel pattabhi sitaramayya these three play a major role in state reorganization committee and also uh, expert committee on financial provinces of the union constitution was under the leadership of nalini ranjan sarkar and nalini ranjan sarkar not an assembly member as well and also we have a linguistic provinces committee a commission set up under sk dhar commission which we will learn about this sk dhar commission when we discuss about union and territory also special committee to examine the draft constitution was set up under the leadership of jawalal nehru press gallery committee under ushanath sen 
and ad hoc committee on citizenship was under the leadership of s varadachari if you remember he is the same varadachari who is also the chairman of ad hoc committee on the supreme court he is not an assembly member so on a whole i would like to mention that jawarlal nehru headed three major committees uh, that is union power committee union consultation committee and as well as steering committee right moving on drafting committee let's learn about this drafting committee since our topic is about uh, uh, you know uh, since our topic is about indian constitution so we need to know about drafting committee among all the committees of the constituent assembly the most important committee that was set up was drafting committee under the leadership of b r ambedkar he was the chairman and this drafting committee uh, consisted of seven members including b r ambedkar so it is a 6 plus 1 or 7 in a whole uh, including the chairman and this drafting committee was set up on august 29 the 1947 who are the members b r ambedkar is the chairman you have n gopal swami ayyengar alladi krishna swami ayyer k m munshi sayed mohammed sadullah and n madhav rao please remember n madhav rao uh yeah he replaced actually bl mitter okay bl mitter was a member but uh, he resigned because he was not healthy he was ill health he was in a condition of uh, ill health so he resigned and in his place n madhurao has come in and uh, also tt krishnamachari he replaced db kaitan kaitan who died in 1948 okay so these are the seven member committees sorry these are the seven members of the drafting committee and this uh, drafting committee has taken into consideration various proposals uh, and the first draft of the constitution was published in february 1948 and the people of india were given 8 months to discuss the draft and propose amendments and uh, whatever the amendments and the proposals and the discussions happened this drafting committee prepared a second draft which was published in october 1948 so the drafting committee took less than 6 months to prepare its draft uh, in all its uh, on a whole it took only 141 days to prepare the draft now once the draft is been the first draft and the second draft is been done b r ambedkar he introduced the final draft of the constitution in the assembly on november 4th 1948 and on this day uh, the whole constituent assembly has gone for the first reading of the draft committee uh, draft constitution the assembly also conducted a general discussion for 5 days that is till november 9 1948 and the second reading began on november 15th 1948 and ended on october 17th 1949 it took almost an year during this stage you know during this one year duration almost 7653 amendments were proposed and uh, you know 2473 were actually discussed in the assembly and the third reading of the draft finally started on november 14 1949 and dr b r ambedkar moved a motion that the constitution as settled by the assembly be passed now this motion on the draft constitution was declared as passed on november 26th 1949 and received the signatures of the members and the president out of if you remember 299 members of the assembly only 284 were actually present on that day and signed the constitution 
this is also the date mentioned in the preamble you know this november 26 1949 is the day mentioned in the preamble as the day on which you know the people of india in the constitutional assembly adopted enacted and gave to themselves this constitution finally the constitution <clears throat> the final version of the constitution was adopted on november 26 1949 with a preamble 395 articles and eight schedules so as on when the constitution was enacted we had 395 articles and eight schedules and this preamble was enacted after the entire constitution was enacted please make a note so it was not the preamble was first set up and then the articles and all no once the articles and the schedules were completed then the preamble was enacted and you know the then law minister dr b r ambedkar he uh, piloted the draft constitution in the assembly he played a very important role with his logical and persuasive arguments he recognized he is that's the reason because he has put in so much of effort and uh, you know uh, for his logical arguments and all he is called as the father of the constitution of india and an exceptional leader he is called as uh, you know the chief architect of the constitution of india uh, which is nothing but called as modern manu so dr b r ambedkar is called as a modern manu and also you know the father of the constitution of india now some of the provisions of this constitution they speak about citizenship you know elections parliament and also there are certain temporary provisions provinces also the remaining province uh, provisions whatever are mentioned in the constitution you know except the temporary provi- provisions all the other major part of the constitution came into force on jan 26 1950 which is referred as the date of its commencement which we celebrate as republic day now why the question is why jan 26 is uh, chosen as the date of commencement of the constitution because it is on this day only that is jan 26 1930 purna swaraj was uh, celebrated in lahore session 1921 inc lahore session on this day the same day jan 26 only uh, you know you know we celebrated uh, uh, purna swaraj again i repeat purna swaraj resolution was passed in december 1929 lahore session and it was celebrated on january 26 1930 taking that january 26 into prominence we have uh, uh, you know uh, uh, enforced the constitution from jan 26 1950 this is a question very regularly been asked in all the competition uh, competitive exams like why only jan 26 and with the commencement of the constitution the indian independence act 1947 and the government of india act 1935 with all the enactments amending and uh, late and the, or supplements later act were repealed and uh, the abolition of piravi council jurisdiction act 1949 however continued except the abolition of piravi council jurisdiction act restoral acts and supplements were repealed there were no new acts so from uh, jan 26 1950 you know the once the constitution came into force and the new acts came into force those new ca- acts uh, started governing india now with the elections you know while you had elections uh, uh, you know the constituent assembly was still in progress uh, on july 8 1946 the congress party appointed some experts committee for preparing the constituent for preparing this constituent assembly 
and i just will give you an overall view because we don't need to go it in a party wise in specific now this committee whatever the assembly committee is uh, jawalal nehru m asaf ali k m munshi n gopalaswami ayyengar k t shah d r gadgil homeon kabir k santanam these all uh, you know are the uh, important uh, members of the expert committee who prepared you know materials for the constituent assembly they prepared for the con- whatever materials are required they prepared the materials and this committee had two sittings uh, one was at new delhi from july 20 to 22 in 1946 and the second was at bombay from august 15 to 17 1946 apart from the number of notes prepared by its members the committee also discussed the procedure to adopt the constituent assembly what is this committee this eight member committee was uh, meant to uh, discuss or set up rules like how the constituent assembly should function and also it uh, even gave the draft of resolution on the objectives of constitution to be moved uh, if you remember we discussed in the previous episode about the objective resolutions passed that draft was also prepared by this eight member committee okay and uh, uh, looking out the role or the role played by this eight member committee granville austin you know a famous british concert, uh, constitutional expert he said that it was a congress experts party that set india on the road to her present constitution the committee members working within the framework of the cabinet mission scheme made general suggestions about autonomous areas means the means these committees they actually suggested where it need to be autonomous where it need not be autonomous uh, and also the powers to be distributed like with all this objectives all these points were discussed in the objective resolutions this objective resolution was passed by the uh, you know uh, this uh, eight member committee experts committee uh, within the congress party right so despite so much of efforts uh, kept in by the constituent assembly the constituent assembly still faced you know so much of criticism on various aspects because uh, they they think that this constituent assembly was not a representative body because these members were not elected on the basis of universal adult franchise right so the voting rights were not given to everyone so the members are not complete this is one thing second thing is they criticize it as it's not a sovereign body because uh, uh, you know it has uh, taken up the british proposal uh, you know british government proposals jitne bhi hai that was taken into consideration and uh, the constitution was prepared so they still feel it as not a con- sovereign body and uh, yeah and uh, it it has consumed so much of uh, uh, you know uh, time to prepare the constitution because uh, american constitution was framed within 4 months only but whereas uh, our drafting committee took 141 days to constitute the constitute the or to prepare the draft of the constitution and also most of the members are being dominated by the congress party so there was no appropriate representation of other parties as well and also there was a remark that the constituent assembly was a lawyer politician dominated rather than the real sufferers of the society and also there was one more criticism that ki the constituent assembly was uh, dominated by hindus uh, because uh, 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 if you see yeah to be honest if you see eight uh, members or you know jitne bhi committees hai you see most of them are belonging to hindu because hindus being the major majority party and uh, the minority is and if you remember the muslim league has left over the country and uh, uh, you know they were not interested in uh, 
you know setting up uh, with india so you can see the numbers on the statistics difference here and there and uh, yes uh, lord viscount simon called uh, the constituent assembly as a body of hindus and even winston churchill uh you know commented that the constant assembly represented only a major community in india so it was their uh, comments let's not get into any communal discussions uh, but if you see that is a, the fact is like the members belong to the hindu party majorly because hindu is the major party in india at that time and even though we have islam and uh, you know christianity and other uh, uh, parties the representation was very less obviously when the majors are uh, hindus uh eight of five to six people would be the major religion and the other members would be minorities let's think about in other countries let's take another country uh, uh you know if you take another country if in if you take now in usa yes the majority party would be majority members would belong to the american citizens only right and the minority members will belong to indo american citizen or indians because our our, our population number is less and compared to the major party so we should not get into unnecessary conflicts this is what i believe in so finally our constitutional framers they have set up uh, you know the constitution which came into force from jan 26 1950 which was signed on november 29 uh, november 26th 1949 and uh, the seal what was placed on this draft committee or the draft or the constitution uh, by the constituent assembly is elephant elephant was adopted as a symbol of the constant assembly and to the constant assembly there was a legal advisor you have to remember who is also called as constitutional advisor who is nothing but sir sir b n rao so sir b n rao is a constitutional advisor to the constant assembly and h v r ayangar was a secretary to the constant assembly s n mukherjee was the chief draftsman of the constitution in the constitutional assembly prem bahari narain raisda was the calligrapher of the indian constitution calligrapher means uh, he used italic style in writing the constitution the original constitution was handwritten by him only in italic font and the original version was beautified and decorated by many artists you know especially from shantiniketan west bengal including nandilal bose and bahor ram manohar sinha these two people decorated you know the original version of the constitution with all flowers and all flowers in the sense is the paintings i'm talking about and also we have uh, uh, behor ramanor sinha who illuminated beautified and ornamented the original preamble calibered uh, calligraphed by prem bihari narain rajda so we know that prem bihari narain rajda is the original uh, constitutional writer you know handwritten in a italic style and the preamble was further decorated you know by bihari ramanor sinha and the calligraphy of hindi version of the original uh you know constitution was done by vasant krishna vaidya and again decorated by nandalal bose so the constitution was uh, available in two languages english and hindi hindi was calligraphed by vasant krishna vaidya and the english version of the constitution was calligraphed by uh, you know prem bihari narain raisda so these are some of the important points of you know uh, the constitution as well so that is what is all about uh, making of indian constitution and please remember every every amendment of the constitution uh, you know was made both in hindi and english uh, 
you know and please remember in india the president is having the authority to decide about which language and the translation of the constitution in hindi language is also there so uh, you have the uh, you know constitution both in hindi language and also the english language right so that is what is all about making of uh, you know the indian constitution right from framing up the constituent assembly till you know decorating the constituent as a constituent constitution you know passing it up and enacting it and enforcing it right from jan 26 to 1950 so keep listening stay tuned to upsc happy hour with me your host archna please do subscribe to the podcast share to your friends this podcast can be uh, you know utilized even in a very low internet bandwidth areas as well right signing off jai hind